the the funny part of it was that he just really couldn't understand why I wasn't on board and what was wrong with this. And I'm trying to explain to him, maybe this is why you're in your 40s and you're single, never been married. This is First Date Stories, the podcast, the show where women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond talk all about the first dates they've been on. From the wildly successful to the completely disastrous and everything in between. Here's your host, Jody Klein, founder of FirstDateStories.com. Hi, everybody. The topic for this episode is blind dates. My guest, Ruth, who I spoke with before the pandemic took off, has a very adventurous spirit, which means that she mostly always had fun on the blind date she went out on. But when her friend set her up with Mark the lawyer, she made a lot of assumptions about him that turned out to be oh so wrong. Here's Ruth's first date story. Welcome, Ruth. It is terrific to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. As our listeners know, we like to start every episode with our guest telling us a bit about herself. So please share some things about you. Well, I was in education for many years. I'm in my 50s and I have a daughter in college and live with my husband and our dogs. Wonderful. The date story I'm going to share with you today took place after I was divorced, but before I met my current husband. Did you do a lot of dating during that time? I did a lot of dating. So this is just one of many stories I could have shared today. And I went on a lot of actually blind dates because I just thought they were adventures. They were kind of fun. I know most people dread them, but I totally put it out there that I was open to blind dates. That's terrific that you had so many people in your world who knew single men. <laughs> I did. I was very lucky because I didn't. I Like I said, I worked in education, so I met, you know, people's dads and husbands, um, but not a lot of single men. <laughs> <laughs> who set you up on this date? It was a very close girlfriend of mine who had a friend who said her guy friend was looking for somebody, and so... We exchanged numbers and took it from there. What made her friend think of you for this guy? I think just because we were two single warm bodies. I don't know that there was much more to it than that. There wasn't a lot of science to it. I didn't know her friend and she didn't know me. So, and you just never know. Exactly. You just never know. What is the name of the guy who (laughs) you went out with? His name is Mark. Tell me about how Mark got in touch with you. Mark first texted me and just, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so's friend and let's get to know each other. And so we spent a lot of time texting one another back and forth. And then we did eventually talk on the phone. He seemed very nice. He was intelligent. He was an attorney. And so, of course, I made a lot of assumptions about that, you know, educated and professional and, but maybe I should have asked more questions. (laughs) Did you ask many questions Um, through texting and on the phone? Looking back on it, not so much. We, We talked a little bit about things we like to do in common. We both liked similar music. We both liked the same kind of food. 
Um, but it, we didn't go into a lot of details. I think at that point I'd been dating so much that I really thought anybody can text or say anything over the phone, but the truth comes when you meet face to face. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Did you have any idea what he looked like since your friend was not the person who knew Mark? He was described as handsome and he was very handsome. When we did finally meet and he came to the door, he was dressed really nicely. He had a nice car. He was handsome. He was polite. So he made a very great first impression. He came to your door. You invited him it to your... old school. Okay, yes. <laughs> you went very old school. Did you usually do that with your blind dates? Um, if it was somebody who I knew the, the people and I felt that I knew my girlfriend and trusted her enough with her friend's recommendation. So, yeah. So Mark qualified. <laughs> yes, yes. Were you excited that day? I was. Dating can become a grind, but I tried to always stay positive and take it as an adventure. And even through dating, I made some good girlfriends just because they were a friend of somebody I went on a date with. And so I always tried to keep it upbeat. So I was very excited. Had he come up with an idea for what the two of you were going to do that he shared with you before he showed up at your doorstep? Well, I think in hindsight, he said, you know, I'll pick you up around 6.30 and we'll take it from there. And we had talked quite a bit about loving Mexican food. And so when a guy says I'm picking you up on Saturday around 6.30, I just assume they're taking me to dinner. Uh, that wasn't his plan. <laughs> You open the door, he's standing there. Uh, did you invite him in? I think we just got into the car. He started driving. We're just kind of making small talk. And uh, again, in hindsight, should have been paying more attention. The next thing I knew, we were at a park. And I remembered thinking, we just met each other. What is going on here? <laughs> you he's, know, He's driving into a park? Like uh, there was a little playground and there were trees and we're in the parking lot of a park. And I thought, oh, it's a little early to be parking. <laughs> and, and we're not in high school. <laughs> right, exactly. So we're, we're sitting at the park and we're chatting a little bit. And I'm kind of wondering what is going on here. And he reached over and I thought, oh my gosh, he thinks we're going to be making out. But really he was grabbing for the glove compartment and pulled out a joint. What in the world did you say after seeing him pull out a joint? I just kind of looked at him. I didn't really know what to say. But he just lit it up, took a, took a hit, passed it to me, and I just kind of looked at him like, what? what? He just said, do you want some? He just kind of, you know, just yeah, passed it Yeah, he didn't say over. anything. Yeah. And just assuming, yeah, this is this is what we do on a date when we're in our 40s. <laughs> That's nuts. Yes. That he would make that assumption as a grown man. Exactly. Did you wave him off? Absolutely. <laughs> Did you tell him off? I didn't I know I don't think I told him off, but I, I think I was more in shock than anything. Just that, you know, here's this nice looking, educated guy thinking that you know, this is what we do on a, on a date. 
So he's there just getting, st- away. <laughs> getting stoned next to you. Yes. <laughs> and what's going through your mind as this is happening? I just want to go home. <laughs> it's like, where's my dinner? Where's my Mexican food? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Did you ask him at any point, where's my Mexican, uh, where's well, the Mexican food? Aren't we going to dinner? Well, I kind of said, I, I expected dinner, not the munchies tonight. And he looked at me a little confused. Must have been pretty stoned by that point. Well, no, no, or I wouldn't have let him drive me home. But I said, I think it's time you drive me home, especially before you get too stoned to drive. He was just kind of shaking his head, you know, not really understanding where this all went wrong. At any point, was he trying to get to know you and have a conversation that one typically has on a date? Not so much. It it wasn't even that he thought, oh, well, this will relax us and we can sit back and talk and get to know each other. It was kind of like this was the main event of the evening, like, oh, we're going bowling or we're going to a movie. Oh, we're going to sit and get stoned. So, no, the... I think we had more conversation in our texts. So there was no conversation. He basically drove the two of you to a local park. This was pretty close to your house or? Uh, 15 minutes away. So you knew this park. Mm -hmm. He pulls in. You're wondering what's going on. He pulls out a joint, offers it to you. You say, what? (laughs) Or you say nothing, but your eyes say what? And then he just sits there and keeps getting stoned. How do you think he got this assumption that you were up for getting stoned when it had never come up in your communications before that evening? I I don't know. I think maybe at one point we had talked because we were talking quite a bit about music that we liked in, in common. And I'm sure I had mentioned going to concerts when I was in high school and I'm sure I got stoned. But, you know, that had been a while ago and a marriage ago. And, you know, by then it was a lifetime ago, not really what I was doing in in my 40s. But it was what Mark was doing in his 40s. Yes, live and learn. So you're sitting there getting all this secondhand smoke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you are getting stoned. A little bit. A little bit. A little high in his. What kind of car was this? It was, I think it was a Camaro or a Trans Am. Perfect. That, that should have tipped me <laughs> yes. off right away. Um, the coolest car when I was in high school. But, you know. Well, this I, guy was still in high school, it sounds I, it like. It sounds like it. Yes. It sounds like it, yes. <laughs> Where he didn't have a lot of money to pay for a dinner, but he could buy, he could pay for the pot. Um, <laughs> what did you do next? Well, I asked him to take me home. And he was, you know, polite and cooperative and took me home, but kind of the whole time with this baffled look on his face. There's so many crazy assumptions built into his actions. Yes. It's baffling in a way, unless he just wanted somebody to get stoned with and he didn't have any more friends to get stoned with. Maybe they'd all grown up. (laughs) They'd all grown up and he was still. There he was in Neverland. Exactly. Well put. Well put. Do you remember what he said to you when he dropped you off at your home? I think he just said goodnight. But it was around 7.30 or something. I don't really recall. I just kind of remember the look on his face more than anything. I could tell he was just 
confused by the whole thing. So I remember that much more clearly than anything he said. You decide to get out of that car, essentially. It wasn't in the park that you got out of that car, right. but you decide to get out of that car as soon as you as you soon as you could. Right. Right. I just thought I'd been on so many dates and I just decided it's better to be home enjoying myself alone than to be on this crappy date. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> he dries off. You go back into the house. What'd you do next? Oh, I called my girlfriend right away. <laughs> and she'd never steered me wrong before, but I had to let her know <laughs> not to recommend this guy to anybody else. And she was so apologetic. And of course, then I'm sure her friend spoke to him. So I never heard from him again, but it was another little adventure that I went on and a story that I can share. What did you learn from this date with Mark the Stoner? I learned to ask more questions ahead of time to clarify, will we be eating or not? If a date is at 6.30 on a Saturday, don't assume it's dinner. Double check with my friends and get better references. Maybe put a little criteria out there. But you also, from what I heard, you stood up for what you wanted, which was not to be in a car with a lot of uh, smoke around you. You could have gone on with that evening. Right. Right. But you didn't. So definitely advice I would give to other women is if you're in a situation that doesn't feel right to say something and go home or call an Uber or have them drive you home, whatever you feel safe. But just don't give up. Every pot has a lid. It's just finding it. (laughs) And in fact, because I didn't give up, my next date was an online date and turned out to be my husband. And I was because I still trusted a friend. She called me and said, please, Ruth, don't be upset with me. And I thought, what could I ever be upset with this lovely woman about? And she said, I I went and I filled out an online dating profile for you, how I thought you would fill it out. And I've got a couple guys who've responded who'd like to take you out. What a great friend. Yes. Had you been reluctant to go online at that point? I was. I had heard some horror stories and, you know, booty calls and, and all that. But there are some people who are out there actually looking to meet somebody. You went on all of one online date. Yes. (laughs) And you met your husband. Yes. Those are incredible odds. Like, that is amazing. But I paid my dues with all those blind dates. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. You went old school in the way you met a lot of people just being out in the world. And then you went the technology route. And you ended up meeting the man who you married a few years ago. Yeah. So you just never know. That's wonderful. Uh, Great lessons. And I thank you for sharing this memorable first date. It's been terrific to have you on the show. Nice talking with you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like the show, we would love it if you'd go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. You can also subscribe there or wherever you are listening right now. This podcast is also at firstdatestories.com, where you'll find articles written by incredibly talented dating experts on all sorts of topics that provide inspiration, guidance, and support 
to single, divorced, and widowed women who are dating in midlife. And you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. If you have your own memorable first date story to share, please don't keep it to yourself. We want to hear about it. Email us at hello at firstdatestories.com or go to the contact section of the website. Now for a quick run-through of the legalese. This podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as professional advice for our listeners. We suggest that you always consult with your own personal coaches and advisors. First Date Stories does not recommend or endorse or object to the views or topics expressed on this podcast. Also, the names of the guests are changed for privacy purposes. This podcast is produced and edited by Kim Paletti and Lisa Gray of Soundline Productions and is brought to you by Espoir Ventures. First Date Stories is here to help you be your best self, cheer you on, and encourage you to keep showing up for first dates because... Beyond your next first date may be the lifelong love you are seeking. <laughs>